I think it's important to really get your education because like you need something to fall back on when you don't have sports anymore. Because when you don't have like football, basketball, soccer, whatever sport they play or you play, like it's not gonna be a forever thing. For some people it is and sometimes, you know, depending on how their cars are laid out, it works for everybody. But unfortunately for me, it wasn't like that. So like, I was really thankful that um, I did sit out that year. Podcast. What's his name? <laughs> Maverick. Maverick. Mm-hmm. What up, right. Maverick? How'd you come up with that name? I like that. You know, I heard it um a couple times on TV and then um, <laughs> you know the movie Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, okay. And his name is Maverick in there. I was like, you know, that sounds like a strong name. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> you make him go pro. Man, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> and he long too. Game. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Status Podcast, where Dana, Ty, and Zay encourage student-athletes to take action to universally succeed. The Status Podcast is designed to achieve encompassment of the student-athlete and their journeys while navigating multiple avenues. Our goal is to discuss, analyze, and create powerful ways that our student-athletes can benefit from using their platform to grow holistically. The Status Podcast will feature topics that can open the eyes of student-athletes to endless possibilities in sports and beyond. We, as former student-athletes, are passionate about the student-athlete experience and using our personal testimonies to repurpose the journey of the life, sports, and education. We plan to capitalize on opportunities to speak on topics regarding the wellness of student-athletes, both physically and mentally. We will use our voices to empower and supply the world's athletes with tools to be successful during and after their student athlete experience. Be sure to follow our Instagram at status412 underscore. All right, but to introduce you, man, we, Michaela and I, we met at UConn. We came in the same class. We did. Um, you know, we had one conversation, hit it off, and we've been cool ever since. For man. real, we really have been. <laughs> you know, we went, we go some time every once in a while where we don't talk for a few months, but, you know, it's always it's all, all love when we connect. Mm-hmm. You know, she got her, she got her son now, she got a fiance. <laughs> right? I'm like, dang, somebody finally found me, want to deal with me? You mean you could deal with me? As silly as I am, you want to put up man. with me? <laughs> Man, just to start it off, Michaela, like thinking about your high school days, you was a big time recruit in Chicago. And mm. then you ended up ended up going to UConn. You was, you know, top 50 in the in the state, top 10 in your position, all for two ACL injuries, too. Man. What, crazy. what was that like? What was that like? You know, like looking back on my story today, like I'm pretty sure anybody would have been like, there's no way I'm still going to get recruited by the number one school, like for women's basketball. And you only played your freshman year, sophomore year, and only like part of my senior year in high school. Like how is that even possible? Um, I don't know. It was just crazy. Like it all started, like I tore my ACL probably like my last AAU game going into my junior year. And so, oh, like, I was in denial, like, oh, maybe I just, like, sprained my knee. Maybe it's just, like, a small injury. Like, it's nothing that serious. Tried to play, like, my summer – like, kind of like a fall league right before the season was about to start, like, kind of playing some preseason games and then just got – ended up getting hurt again and then went to the doctor and it was like, you tore your ACL. 
I'm like, oh wow. my gosh. By this time, like UConn, I don't even think maybe they were looking at me. I'm not even sure. But I had so many other colleges like looking at me. So I was just more so, it wasn't even just UConn I was worried about. I was just like my whole college career, period. I'm like, I'm on my way to being at the top. And then now I'm hurt. I won't be able to play my whole junior year. I'm like, I don't think anybody's going to recruit me. I'm probably just going to like be at home and play for like a junior college. And like, no offense to anybody playing at a junior college, you know, people start there all the time. But that's just where I thought I was about to be because I sat out my whole year. But then, you kind of like kept recruiting me. Other college coaches were still recruiting me. Then I came back my senior year, like, okay, this is my year for sure. Like uh, everybody that probably downed me before, like this is my time to like prove them wrong. Then we get like halfway, more than halfway through the season. And I just tore my ACL again. I'm like, it's a wrap. I'm like, yeah. without a doubt, like by this time I had already like verbally committed to UConn. I'm like, you know, I'm all in. And then I'm like, oh, they're about to like pull my scholarship away from me. Like I didn't even sign anything. I just verbally committed. That doesn't even mean anything. I just knew they were about to say no. But hey, they still believe they in stuck me. With so. you. They stuck with you and then you <laughs> left them. I did I really did but I don't regret my decision at all like honestly like if I could go back and do it all over again I would do it the exact same way like I love UConn with no bad blood like even from the coaches to this day like even when they knew that I tore my ACL back in Wisconsin like they still hit me up so I'm like it's still all love there yeah that's cool so in high school whenever you whenever you tore your ACL the first time what was the uh what was your mindset like, you know, as far as taking care of your schoolwork and, and trying to rehab to get back to where you was? Um, was that a was that a burden on you to try to keep up with everything while rehabbing the injury? Um, it was it was really hard because again, like my mindset was just like, okay, if I get hurt and then I have to think of like a different route now, like because sports, like it's not gonna last forever. So what do I really want to do? after high school, like, are you going to get a job? Are you going to go to college? If you go to college, what are you going to major in? Like, what are you going to do? So my mom's biggest thing and both my mom and my dad's biggest thing is like, you have to get education. Like no matter what you have to graduate, whether Mm -hmm. like high school, college, you have to stay focused on school. So I had to keep that as my main priority. I couldn't let my grades go down. Um, and then I went to a private school too. So, you know, parents like, we ain't spending money for nothing. So, <laughs> so, you know, I had to make sure like I was on top of my grades, making sure I was still staying focused in that because, you know, a lot of the times my mom was like, you just never know. Things could change. Things can happen. Like basketball, you might still keep playing. But one thing for sure, you got to keep your grades up. So I had yeah, to. Yeah, I can your mom now. Man, what on me about the grades? But then, like rehab, it wasn't it wasn't too hard to like balance the two because I was kind of already doing it anyway with like AAU, high school basketball, like practice two three times out the night, like two a days. So it's like it's hard to balance, but then it prepares you for the end when you have to go to college and have to do the same thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's um. So what was your what was your sister's mindset whenever you was going through it? Because I know she kind of followed the same path as you. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing you go through that, what was what was her mindset and kind of looking up to you? Um, you know, so me and my sister are total opposite. My sister um, is taller than me; like I'm six three, she like six four. You know, she hated basketball, right? Like <laughs> total opposite, but still went to school for basketball. Like got a scholarship, everything. 
um, her whole thing was she just didn't think she ended up tearing her ACL as well. She actually tore it. Did she tear it twice? I think she ended up tearing it twice as well. Wow. Um, when she tore hers, um, I was there for her, like from the time it happened to like the end, like do, throughout her whole like rehab process, because I still had to do rehab as well. Just as like just to keep up with my body and make sure making sure I'm doing everything right. So I think um, and she said this to me before, like if I wasn't there for her, she probably would have quit after the first one. Like she oh, would have wow. just been done. But because she saw me go through it so many times and she saw how hard I like say focus kept working, like making sure I was coming back even stronger and better. Like it just made her that was like the fuel to her fire. Like that's what she needed to get her through all of it. And I think it it also helped because I was at school with her. So um, I was able to like pretty much be her like coach. Like you got to keep going. Don't stop. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, that's crazy. So we all played, you know, high school ball and then we went on to play college ball. Um, What what would y'all boys go through if y'all was torn, tear your ACL twice? (laughs) That's what I was just about to ask you. What what was your motivation to keep going? Because obviously you had your sister had you to uh, Uh lean on. Who did you lean on to, you know, stay motivated to, you know, still chase that dream? You know, I think it was it was always my dad. I would say my dad every time, like whether I hurt my like broke a fingernail, like hurt my ankle, like twist my ankle. My dad was like, do you want to stop? I mean, you can stop if you want to. And I'm like, no, I can't stop. He was like, "Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. But I just want to ask you, like, did you want to stop? So like throughout the whole time, like my dad has been my number one fan. He always asks me, like, do you want to stop? And whenever I hear him say, do you want to stop? He really saying, like, you're not going to stop. Like, you mm-hmm. have to keep going. So I think as him always asks me, like, do you want to stop? And I'm just like, no, I got to keep going. Like, I have to, like, I have to prove people wrong. Like, more so myself. It's not even so much the people. It's like, I have to prove myself wrong because I know that I could do it. But then, like, this last time when I told Racio, he was like, I think you need to stop. <laughs> like, I think I need to stop. <laughs> it was no more, do you need, do you want to stop? It was like, I think you need to stop. So I was like, yeah, right, I think sure. I need to stop. <laughs> so, so whenever you tore your ACL, whenever you went uh, and played semi-pro, your dad asked you, you know, are you done now? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was that mindset? Like just knowing that you were about to give up basketball for good. You know, I'm not even going to lie. I probably was like depressed for like a good, two months. And the reason why I say that is because I was so sad because it's like all my life, like this is the sport I've been playing and all my life. Like, this is what I said I wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew that I was going to stop playing basketball when I wanted to stop playing. Not like because I got hurt, not because somebody said you need to stop. Like, I just was like, Oh, like I'm going to play um, overseas a couple times. Like I had already signed my contract to go back overseas Cause I went over there once and I was like, okay, like I had a good team, like good teammates over there. I was like, okay, I'm about to go back over to Belgium again, like play. And I'll probably do that a couple more years and then I'll be done. Like that's where my mindset was. But then when this last time it happened, I was just like, I just, I don't know. Like I really had to think about my life because again, like my mom always said, like you won't be able to play basketball forever. You need to think about what you want to do after basketball. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I got time. I got time. Like, keep putting it on the back burner because in my mind, I got time. Mm-hmm. But then that happened. I was just like, I really need to figure out what I'm about to do. Like, I need to 
figure it out like soon because like life is real and it's hidden and it's like you not leaving. Like I'm used to only coming home for like two weeks, maybe a month, and then I'm out. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm here. Dang. So, so like, it was hard. How long did it take to rehab uh ACL injury? I'm 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 uh, Jose, by the way. Michaela, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet day. you too. <laughs> Sorry, I was I didn't introduce myself. I just wanted to no. know how how long did it take for you to rehab the ACL injury, like normally? Um, it take about nine months, but like oh. some people, like Candace Parker, you come back in six months, which, okay, you can't come back in six months, but if you got like top notch, like people that's with you 24 seven, that's all you do, then yeah, you come back in six months, but wow. it take about nine months and then like a year fully for you to really feel like, like you back in your groove again. That girl had, that girl played a season, like three weeks before she had a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot. If I had, if I had her trainers with me twenty four seven, I'd be back too. Like, come on, let's go. <laughs> I was just wondering. That's that's strong though. You you know what I mean. You came. You kept coming back. This is yeah. Crazy. Nine months came. Like you could only all you could do is just like sit there and watch people practice. I'm pretty much being everybody's cheerleader. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and I always look at it like every negative has a positive. So I just kept on saying like, okay, like the positive side is that you can come back. The positive side is that you're doing better. You're getting better. Like you almost there. Like just don't look at the months. Don't count the days. Just like focus on other things. Like you can wow. get through. So, so why UConn? Why'd you choose UConn out of high school? So I chose UConn because... I, I could have honestly went like anywhere I wanted to go. Like, no, no lie, like not to brag or nothing. But when I say I could have went anywhere. No, I went to I went to UConn because um I really wanted to play for a team that like played on TV. That was my thing. I was like, I want to play on TV. I want to play for like the best team. I want to continue to win. Like in high school, my team was good. We went to state every year. We always, we went there every year, came in like, my freshman year, we came in third place. And then, but they haven't been there in so long. So that was another one of my driving forces. Like, I'm always like trying to beat records. Like, what can I do to like beat something? Like my high school hasn't even been to state in like the eighties. Here it is like 2000, what, six, seven, we make it to state. So like, that was my thing. So I was on a winning team in high school, winning team in AU. So I was like, it's only right for me to be on a winning team in college. And then when I went to UConn on my like official visits and stuff, like I got along with Tiffany Hayes, you know, one of our yeah, closest friends, got along with her. And then I just felt like a family vibe there. Like it was good energy there. I liked the campus. I liked the coaches. I liked the environment. And when I was looking, when I was getting recruited by the other like schools, I was I really didn't feel that family vibe, and that's what's really important to me. And so that's when I was like, okay. I Are you close to, to going anywhere else? Sorry. Were you close to going anywhere else? Um, it was you know it was UConn, and then I don't know. I kind of just uh, everybody just thought that I would pick them because I went on so many visits. I don't know. Like Notre Dame was one. I really thought about going to Notre Dame because they were really the closest to home. So I really thought about them. But then I was just like, oh, I'm just not getting that vibe. And then um, Wisconsin was one of them. I was like, oh, no, I'm definitely not going to Wisconsin. Here I am today. 
I was like, no, I definitely don't want to go there. Like, it's too close to home. I was like, I just need to get away. Like, I need to get away. Then I thought about going down south, too, because I got family down south. And then I was just like, it's just too hard for me to choose and pick. (laughs) That was was loaded whenever you came in. Yeah, we did. We came in, it was five people there and five people coming in. Yeah. Yeah, how many you guys lost the Lauren transfer? Did you lose three guys? Lauren transferred, Samari transferred, Samari transfer, I transferred. So it was just Bria and uh Stephanie that stayed. Wow, that's crazy to think yeah. about. I know. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you um Whenever you got to UConn, what was that transition like out of high school? I mean, you coming from the Midwest, coming to the Northeast. I mean, the weather's, <laughs> the weather's about the same, but you're so far yeah. away from home. What was that transition like? Um, It was different. I was definitely homesick probably like the first couple of days because I was like, man, like I'm really in a whole different place on the other side of the world to me because I'm like, I mean, I had an uncle that lived in New York, but I'm just like, I don't come to New York. I don't come to the East Coast. Like everything <laughs> is just new to me. So um, it was just, it was a little scary, not gonna lie. And then being there, like I'm in a whole new place now, like in college, I don't have any friends. Like it's time for me to just start over. It's not like I know one person coming in. I didn't know anybody. So I was really nervous about that. Um, like I said, I was homesick for like the first couple of days. And then I got there before everybody too, because I had, oh, yeah. I was coming off my injury. And so they made me come early before everyone else was there. So that made me even more sad because I'm like, I really don't know nobody. And I'm here before the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. So that was like, yeah. that was the big transition what, for me. Was your boys homesick when you went to college? And I, uh, I made my mom come up to every game. <laughs> Get a hotel, stay for the weekend. I made an excuse up to my, uh, we played Ohio at Ohio. And I told my mom, I said, man, you got to come pick me up. I'm coming home. I don't care what. I told my position coach. This is, I'm telling this live. I told my position coach, man, God rest her soul. I said, my, gra- my grandma's in the hospital. Like, I, I need to go home. Meanwhile, she's, she passed away. So my mom walked out. You can't be using Aunt Linda. R.I.P. Aunt Linda, man. <laughs> my mom picked me up. I ain't go back. I left. So we played Saturday. She picked me up Saturday night. I didn't go back till Wednesday, and then uh, that's a long time. Like, yeah, so I, I needed that though. <laughs> what school did you go to? Penn State. Penn State. Mm-hmm. Penn State. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Penn State. Okay, okay. I was, yeah, I was, I was kind of the same way. Michaela knows. I was, I left every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> he left every week like any Why? chance he had off he was going home I'm like you're not even going to make any friends here <laughs> <laughs> he was always you know, catching that train to New York yeah exactly you know oh, you all were my people were in too? New York what's up I didn't know you were on the train bro go on a bus oh, on I was the bus. on a bus okay. Okay. yeah I used to catch that bus to New York every weekend <laughs> man <laughs> man all the time week- one weekend I ended up staying. I don't even know why I stayed. And then me, me and Michaela got cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have to stay. Like, just stay one weekend. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you like stoop kids, stick scared to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of there, man. I wasn't I wasn't messing with the vibe for real. 
but I, it, it grew on me just like probably college for everybody. Right. Yeah. The big transition. It yeah, it's a huge, especially whenever you're going so far away from home. Yeah. Imagine though she's like she you're in PA, Yukon. I mean, it's not that far of a drive, but Illinois to uh you to Connecticut is crazy. Yeah, that's a, you gotta Man. fly. Yeah, you have to fly. I mean, you could drive if you want to, but the drive is like probably seventeen hours. Yeah, yeah, probably so. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> no going home for me. It's like you have to ride this wave and just stick it out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what you did. Yeah, I mean, my dad ended up coming like eventually, but I was just like, y'all can't come right now. Like, nobody. <laughs> like, okay, it's cool. It's cool. I just talk. I just call you every day. <laughs> And I know that was tough on you coming off them uh, injuries. So your mindset probably was everywhere. Yeah. And then being so far away from home. Yeah, because you can't just like go work out and then like go talk to your mom or dad and be like, hey, like actually talk to them face to face or like give them a hug or something. I don't know. It's just like even if you just in the same room with your family, like it's just different versus like talking to them on the phone every day. It's just not the same. It's like I need I need you here. Yeah, wow. for sure. Was it hard for you to get in your groove when you got to UConn? Um, it was because um one, like I said, I had to come early before everybody because I had to do rehab and like make sure I was staying on track with that. Um, so by the time everyone else came, like I was slowly getting back into the groove, not really fully, but I was like slowly kind of like practicing with them and stuff. Yeah. And then um it was hard because like UConn is number one. So you know Gino getting all top players. And now mm-hmm. it's like I'm in the mix with the best of the best, and I'm no longer the best. So yeah. it's like as good as you think you are, you're really not that good because now you got Bria Hartley, who's the best. You got Stephanie Dawson, who's the best, Samari yeah. Walker, who's the best. Like everybody's the best, and then you're not the only like superstar on the team anymore. Yeah, so like that was hard. The, the way you put it just now, your class was loaded. Man. That's why, y'all came, that's why y'all came in to contribute to that national championship so quick. I know. I mean, like, you, how could you not? Yeah. Usually you get only, like, two top people or maybe, like, one top person. Like, you had the top five. Yeah. Wow. Were you uh, going into UConn, you know, coming with them injuries and having a class like y'all had? Was you worried about, you know, the uphill battle you had to face and slowly maybe like, you know, uh, getting moved down and getting forgotten about? Yes, definitely. That's part of the reason why I left, because I I knew like. I mean, I commit anybody who stays on the team and know that you're getting moved down to stick it out. Like, I really do commend them because I couldn't do that. Like for myself, I just couldn't do it. Um, I mean, coming in, like I'm coming off an injury, so I'm already pushed back. And then mm-hmm. everybody else is just coming in, like going 100. And I can't go 100 because I'm not fully there. Then when I finally come back to be 100, I got to guard my more every single day. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, like I'm getting beat after play after play because I'm trying to keep up with her. And then I'm I'm like, is my the only one that's going to guard her? Like nobody else want to guard her? Like. Dang, y'all all at 100. I'm still trying to get to 100. So it's like, dang, why can't nobody else pick her up? But I'm like, you know, I'm like, it's whatever. Like, I'm just getting better. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm just going to get a bet. I'm getting better. She is senior. I'm a freshman. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. Man, and then yeah. as the time can start to go on, I'm just like, 
all right, I'm starting to get better, but then you got another class coming in. Like I'm about to be a sophomore. You still got the best of the best still coming in. So like, did I make any like impression on him my freshman year? Like, I feel like I couldn't have made a much that big of an impression because I'm coming off an injury. So it's like, Mm -hmm. do you compare me to everybody who isn't injured or do you compare me to someone who is injured and like, this is the best that I could do right now. So then by the time my sophomore year, I'm just like, I started to see like, I'm being pushed back. Like I shouldn't be getting pushed back. I got to make a move. (laughs) Something is about to change and happen, but like I'm going to ride it out until the end of my sophomore year, but I'm starting to like pick up and notice that like, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. What what was it like watching what was it like watching Maya as a freshman? She was she was so dominant. Like not even mm-hmm. not even just in the games, but like whenever I used to watch y'all work out on a field hockey field and y'all would run sprints and she would be literally like 40 yards ahead of everybody. Like <laughs> yes. literally 40, literally so 40 yards. For real. <laughs> like I, I don't think she gets tired. Like when <laughs> I say like like you try to keep up with this girl, like you can't. You cannot keep up with this woman because <laughs> It's like Superman. <laughs> was, that, was that work ethic contagious? Huh? Was that work ethic contagious? Yeah, because, well, one, more so for me, because I'm guarding her and I'm a freshman, so I'm trying to, like, keep up with her and learn from her. Because, like, most freshmen come in and just think that, like, whatever, I'm the stuff, you can't tell me nothing. But I'm coming in like, no, what can I learn from you? Yeah, like, sure. I'm coming in, I don't really know much. I mean, I think I know stuff, but I mean, you about to leave. So can I, can you teach me something? So I'm going to try mm-hmm. to like keep up with you and try my best. But it was hard. But I mean, in the end, I'm like, hey, her hard work pay off. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's so crazy mm-hmm. to see her not playing basketball right now. I know. It's so different. <laughs> but, um, I was thinking about that. I totally yeah. forgot about that, that she was sitting out. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy to see. Michaela, so, can I, or go ahead, Ty. I wanted to ask no, go ahead, you. Go ahead, I, wanted, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was just uh, wondering, like, what was a typical day like for you, for UConn women's basketball player? You know what I mean? Just your freshman year or senior year. But mm-hmm. let's say coming into coming in from high school, let's say, like, when you woke, woke up, go to class, you know, stuff like that. How was it? Um, like My everyday life as far as, like, high school or in college? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, in college, UConn. Oh, in college? Um. Yeah. Let's see, preseason or in season? Because <laughs> that's like two different worlds. <laughs> yeah, world, yeah, for sure. Both. So, like preseason, um, I'm pretty sure we probably had like a 6 a.m. workout. Um, so, it, that could be either on the football field, it could be in the gym. Sometimes we like on Fridays, we did like um, different like circuits where we like swim, then we had to run on the field, then you had to do something on like the row machine. So we always had like 6 a.m. workouts. Then um, depending on your class schedule, you would either have an individual workout with one of the coaches. So it could have just been me and the coach or it could be like me and another player and the coach, um, let's say right after workouts. And then you go to class and after class, um, shoot, you trying to decide, do you want to eat or do you want to <laughs> sleep? Like which, right. which one do you want to do? And then you're trying to be like, OK, I think I'm going to sleep. Because my whole thing was I cannot sleep and walk, but I can eat and walk. So I'm going to go to sleep first. <laughs> I get some food later. <laughs> you said eat and walk. Yeah, I can eat and walk, but I can't sleep and walk. <laughs> I can take my what? food with me. I can sit in class and eat, but I can't sit in class and sleep. Like, that's what I can't do. 
So um, I probably after class, um, probably eat and walk and then go home, take a nap. And then we probably got practice later on. And then after practice, then you got study hall. And then shout out to Ellen. Big shout right, out, shout to, out Ellen. to Ellen. <laughs> shout out to Ellen. And you know, we uh, I didn't even really see Ellen that much after the summer. Man, it was like I only had Ellen for like a little bit of time. <laughs> Ellen was, our, Ellen was our, our academic advisor. I seen her every five seconds. Every five. Seconds. <laughs> no, you had to. <laughs> hey, but, Man, but hey. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just about to say academic advisors like save your life. <laughs> I was looking at your life. you got the Wisconsin shirt on. Was there a big difference in like campus life and you know what I mean just like the uh, the way the hometown treated you? Yeah. yeah, oh, it was like, you know, it was like night and day as far as, um, it was night and day as far as like the campus field and then the campus field and then the it was night and day as far as like, um, like just the basketball aspect of it. So like at UConn, it's like more, it's smaller. The campus is smaller, even though like the school and their name is big, the campus is really small. Like it's just the small town is like one way in, one way out. As soon as you come in, boom, there's campus, you out, that's it. Wow. Um, at Wisconsin, so in Wisconsin, it's in Madison. So Madison is the capital. So it's like the campus is really big. You really don't know if you're on campus or off of campus because mm-hmm. it's integrated within the city. Um, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, you integrated with the city. So you kind of like mixed in with like, in town people, and then you kind of integrated with like college students. So you really like, and you could live anywhere. Like, I don't know, am I living on campus, off campus? Um, and the campus was just bigger. Like UConn, if I miss the bus, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. I know I could I could probably beat the bus if I'm walking. And Wisconsin, it's no beating the bus. It's like you you miss the bus, you miss the bus, you should have hopped on because if you walk in, it's it's just you gonna like it's a hike for you. If, if, I miss, if I miss the blue line or the red line, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> and that's how it is in Wisconsin. You miss the bus, you're like, oh man, <laughs> should I just go back home or because right. it's about to be a hike? So uh, you saying Wisconsin was smaller. Uh, how did it feel? How was that feeling, you know, going to UConn and going to a program basically, and no offense, Ty, you know, women's basketball being the biggest program on campus <laughs> that everybody talk about. You know what I mean? So what was that feeling like knowing like, all right, I'm I'm going to top dogs? Like they that that when you walk around campus, they pointing at you, they looking at you, you know what I mean? They're excited to see you. Man, you feel like a like a celebrity because you know everybody like as soon as you have on a UConn like shirt or anything like women's basketball, everybody like, oh, that's women's basketball. Like, move out the way. Like, here they come. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, thank you, thank you. Like, it's okay. No, you go ahead. You got it. <laughs> so you feel like a celebrity everywhere you go. You traveling. Everybody like, oh, can I get your autograph? You're like, oh, sorry, not today. Like, <laughs> maybe after the game. <laughs> How hard was the decision to leave UConn? Whenever you, whenever you. St- Think about this. Whenever you start thinking about that move, that transition, um, you know, where did where did that come from? Where did that start? And, you know, what was the process like of, of thinking about transferring? Um, so I think it was probably midway through our season. And I just like was getting really sad, like as far as basketball wise. 
friend-wise, like outside of basketball, like my friend group, like I love them. I wanted to stay. Remember I was talking to you, like I want to mm-hmm. stay because I have friends. Like I built these relationships with like him, built a relationship with like my teammates, like other friends outside of my team. Like I built these relationships with these people and it's just like, I don't want to leave my friends, but I'm not happy here. So it's like, do I stay for my friends or do I just stay like, do I have, do I leave to make myself happy? And so probably like midway through the season, um, I just started to like notice that. So we had a white team and a blue team. And if you were on the white team, you were a starter. If you were blue, like you were practicing with the practice players. And like, I mean, granted, it's only five people could be on the white team. Right. But like I was never getting in rotation as far as like changing my jersey over to white. And by the time I did change my jersey over to white, it's like, it's too late. Like, a couple other people got to change their jersey over to white, but my jersey's still being blue. Then I started to, like, notice that, like, if we'll start scrimmaging, and I'd be like, I don't want to scrimmage. Like, let the practice players go in. I'm going to see if anybody noticed that I'm not getting in the rotation. Like, if they notice that, if they do notice that I'm not getting in rotation, then it's like, oh, okay, so y'all actually do see me here. But if you don't mm-hmm. notice that I'm not getting a rotation, then I know that you're not looking at me anymore and that it's like y'all have really just moved past me and onto the next, which I mean, we it's you're going to get the best of the best anyway. So yep. I like kept trying to do as much as I can, like do extra workouts, come in early, stay later, like talk to the coaches, like do everything I can to make sure that I will like get noticed and get put in rotation. And I just wasn't. So I was just like, I, I, I can't be here. Like, I just, I'm just not happy with, like, being here on the team. Like, again, like, I love the coaches. I love everybody around me. But I'm just, like, with myself, I'm not happy. And I know the type of player that I am. And, like, coming from high school, like, coming to high school, I could have went to any school that I wanted to. And now I'm here and I'm not playing. And then I was like, I know I'm better than this. Like, I could still go anywhere I want to go if I really wanted to. So then that's when – um. Like I said, my sister was playing basketball and then she was going on different college visits. And so my sister, we only three years apart. And like growing up, like with me playing basketball and as good as I am, like no lie, like I'm better than my sister. She would say I'm better than her. Like I'm not even sure why she would say that. So everybody compared her to me because we both yeah. tall, we both skinny, we both play the same position. So if I did something that compared her to me. So when she was going on these different visits to these college visits, I would ask her like, Oh, how'd you like that school? Like, tell me about it. And then I would ask her like, if I leave, would you be mad if we, if we go to the same school or cause like, I don't want to go to the same school as you because I know like throughout high school, you always got compared to me and I don't want you to go through the same thing again in college. And so then she was mm-hmm. like, no, like, you should go to school with me. So then whenever she would go on these visits, I would like ask her like, how do you feel about it? Or ask the coaches this and ask them this. And how do you feel about this? And so it was kind of like, she was going on these visits like for me, mm-hmm. like to see like, where, where should we go? And so then when she chose Wisconsin, because she didn't want to be far from home. I also didn't want to be far from home because now I'm on the East coast. Like I already don't see my family. I'm missing out on a lot of things. I can't just go home when I want to. Wisconsin is only two, like a two hour car ride. So I'm like, bet two hours away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, let's go there. Like I'm about to be close to home. And I was being like Ty, 
going home every freaking weekend once I got to Wisconsin. Once I got there, I'm like, any off time, I'm out. Like, I'm not staying here. Like, I have been away from my family from home for so long. So then, um, yeah, my sister, she um, committed to Wisconsin, like, verbally, because she's a junior at this point. And so, and I'm a sophomore in college. So once she committed, then I kind of just started talking to my AU coaches and was just like, I think after the season, I want to leave and I want to go to Wisconsin. Like, I want to play with my sister. Like, this is where I want to go. And then, like, once our basketball season was over, then I, like, you had, like, at the end of the year, you, like, had these meetings with your coaches. And I just, like, walked into Gino's office and I just broke down, started crying, was like, mm-hmm. I'm not happy here. I want to leave. Like, I, I, I just can't be here because, like, I'm not getting what I want as far as basketball-wise. And I was like, I'm not playing that much, and I feel like I'm being overlooked. And he was just straight up and honest with me, like, yeah, we are kind of overlooking you. And, like, so many words. Those weren't, like, his exact words. But in so many words, he's like, you're right. Like, we just haven't seen anything in you. And so then I was just like, do you have any advice for me moving forward? Because, um I'm like, I don't want to make the same mistake, like leaving you to go somewhere else and have the same thing. And so he was just like, the only thing I say to you is like, be more consistent. And he was like, you need to work on your shot. Cause like I was a post player, but I'm tall and skinny. And like, I'm kind of undersized for my position because I got like Stephanie Dawson, who's like me and her tall, but she's thicker than me. And I can't move somebody that big. So he was like, you need to work on your ball handling skills. You need to work on shooting. You need to work on other things and just be more consistent with that. And so then I was like, okay, like that's all I needed to know. And when I went to Wisconsin, that's exactly what I worked on. I worked on shooting, my ball handling skills. I worked on being like a post and being outside, like working in and out. And I was just like, I got to change my whole game and my whole like perspective on the game. Yeah. Do you, do you appreciate Gino for that? I do. I really do because I think that if he didn't tell me that, I probably would have went to Wisconsin doing the same thing. I probably yeah. wouldn't have worked on ball handling skills. I wouldn't have worked on like working on being like a three, four, because as time went on, um, like after I got out of Wisconsin and all that stuff, like I started being like a three, four, I was no longer a five. And like being in like when you're younger and you tall, everybody's like, oh, you tall, you should be a post. Like, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm the tallest one on the team. I should be a post player, but nobody's ever telling the tallest people, you need to learn how to dribble, you need to learn mm-hmm. how to shoot and work on other things. Because when you get to college, everybody the same height. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, that's real. Uh how was your how was that first initial feeling like you know hearing being young, being a kid and hearing it, uh, you know, your coach tell you that, you know, we are overlooking you, you need to work on this, you need to work on that. Did you take it like to the heart initially or like off rip you knew exactly like all right, this is what I gotta do? Um so and I, I was it's so crazy that you said this because I was just talking to my best friend today and saying like if it wasn't for basketball, I probably wouldn't be mentally tough. And my um, high school coach was exactly like Gino, like get in you, chew you out, like to know tomorrow. So that's how Gino is. And that's how my high school coach is. So when I went to him, I I was coming in like ready to hear him say anything. Like whatever you tell me, I'm not going to take offense to it because I'm pretty sure it's truth behind it. And like, I know it's truth behind it because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be coming to you today. 
I could have been in denial, like, oh, that's BS. You crazy. You lying because he's not because I'm like, I'm not being consistent. I, I know I'm not because I'm like have mentally checked out. Whenever you whenever you were planning on leaving UConn, did you think about having to sit out a year and what that was going to look like for you? At this point, I was like, get me out. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, at this point, I was like, I don't even care. Like, get me out. Like, mentally, I'm checked out. I need to, like, get out. <laughs> like, that's how yeah. I felt. Like, I, I don't even care if I sit out or not, as long as I'm not here. <laughs> how you think that one transfer rule would have uh, would have done for you? If the one transfer rule was around when I was in college, like, it would have been it would have really been good because I was like, oh, okay, bad. Like, okay, I get to go to Wisconsin, get to play. By this time I would have been a junior. Then I got like two years. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like my junior, senior, I'm out. I would have only played one year with my sister because um, by the time I got to UConn or by the time I got to Wisconsin, she was a senior in high, in high school. So when oh, I was God. a junior or when I was a senior in college, then she was a freshman. So I would have only had one year to play with her. Um, but I think it would have been cool. I, I'm i glad it wasn't a thing because um, I got to, that year that I sat out, I got to work on the things that Gino told me I needed to work on. And I think yeah. if I didn't have that year out, I would, it would, I would have been like rushed to try to like perfect my game and try to change up what I needed to change up. So yeah, I'm kind of glad cool. that it wasn't there. Hmm. What's cool about that rule though, I think you can... Um... You can th- make that decision if you want to play immediately or if you want to sit out a year. Yeah, you have to you have to go through like a bunch of different processes to, um, you know, to play immediately. Because if you if you leave and then you have to like get a letter, uh, write a letter to your coach and get it approved and all of that just to uh, play immediately. But if you uh, just leave without doing a letter and things like that, you got to sit out a year. So. You would have had you would have had that opportunity to just chill for a year and work on your game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. But I honestly think they changed that rule, like for real, for real, for like the guys. Like yeah. they know so many like like guys who transfer and they hate that they have to sit out that year because it's holding them back from being drafted into the league. Which mm-hmm. it is some truth behind it, but in all reality, they changed it for the guys because. It's not benefiting the girl. It's not like I could have left high school, played my freshman year, and then got drafted to the WNBA. I would have had to yeah. still wait. Yeah, it's it's crazy wow. because a lot of the, um, you know, to me, a lot of the things that were happening with the transfers, like uh, Justin Fields and stuff like that in football, some people was getting granted to play immediately, and some people wasn't, and nobody knew what the rule was, and they was like, mm-hmm. so are we playing immediately or are we not? Um and then it was just like everybody can play immediately, which is, which I think is going to be a benefit because you know as yeah. a 16, you know, 16, 17 year old kid, um, what you want at that age is probably a lot different than what you want, you know, as a 20, 21 year old, you know, young mm-hmm. adult. So. Yeah. A lot of time I know they was approving like, uh, well, not approving like you couldn't transfer within the league because I know Big Twelve had a few issues like that. A few players trying to transfer from like let's say Texas to Oklahoma. You know, yeah. athletic department want to sign off on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was always the thing. I, I think you can transfer in conference now too, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you can. Yeah, uh, that's me, crazy me, too because you couldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can't. You couldn't do that, but I think you can that's now. Cheating. So when you, whenever you went to Wisconsin, 
And um, it was like night and day in terms of your play. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that? Um, who was the motivating factor of that transition? You was like not playing at UConn. If you got in, you would score like one point. And then, right, you, and then you went to Wisconsin and you, you're like leading the team. You average almost 17 points a game. You out there breaking records. Like it was like a flip switch. How, how was that? <laughs> Uh, it was. So once I finally was able to play, like I said, like you said, it was like night and day. And once I kind of like got in my groove, I was just like, this is why you kind of like recruited me because mm-hmm. I know I could play. Like being at UConn, I was feeling like, oh, like you're not that good anymore. Like you really can't play because you're not playing. So then I started questioning my game and myself, like, and was I really as good as I thought I was? Like, how come I like why am I not scoring? Like, why am I not like getting in my groove like I used to? Mm-hmm. Once I went to Wisconsin, I was like back in my groove. I'm like, oh yeah, like you I know you knew how to play still, like you didn't lose it, yeah. like it's still in you. Um that it just I was just like a such a like a confidence booster for me because it was kind of like finally I'm back where like the old Michaela is back. I'm finally playing the way that I know how to play. And I'm scoring like I'm like I know how to score. Yeah, so was that balling. was that was much better for me. I mean, we was losing a lot, like <laughs> goodness. But hey, I was just like, uh, do you like? I, I don't know. That was frustrating too because like in high school, winning all the time, we probably lost like maybe two games in high school. Then you get to UConn, you like not losing any games. Then I get to Wisconsin, and I'm getting like twenty some points a game. And we yeah. still losing. So I'm just like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, I don't get it. Man. Like, I'm frustrated with that. Like, when y'all lost that. When y'all lost that, when y'all lost at UConn, it was like the world was ending, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like literally depression. Doomsday. It was crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, everybody was like sad, depressed. I'm like, y'all, it's just one game. Yeah, Michaela wasn't affected too much. No, I'm like, it's okay. I'm gonna still be on the bench cheering for you guys. (laughs) Just just make sure you get up to about 30 points so I can get in the game. That was my question. Get up to 30 so I can get in. (laughs) Like some of our classmates, like if you walk in Bria's room when they're after they lost a game. It would be like a, a black cloud in there. I was like, yo, y'all just lost <laughs> one game. Like, y'all can still win a national championship. Yeah. It was, it was like lights out. I'm like, hey. Yeah, yo. Like, hey, what you doing? Something to leave. <laughs> like, they sat up here. <laughs> like, I can't be but, here. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what made them so, so dominant, man, because they, yeah. that was not on their agenda. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you transfer, you know, y'all's losing now at Wisconsin. You're not winning as much as the UConn. Did you start to regret your decision in transferring to Wisconsin? Man, let me tell you, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I probably had like 25 points one game, right? I had 25 points, probably like 10 rebounds and like four assists. When I say we lost and then it was like a consistent thing, I, I you know, immediately I go to my dad. I'm crying after the game, like falling, because I'm just not understanding how we lose it, and I'm like producing, like what is yeah. happening? And then it just got to the point where my dad was just like, "It's a different world, like you, you're not with the best anymore. Like 
Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love my teammates at Wisconsin. I appreciate Wisconsin for like my like graduating there and all that. But the whole like it was just different. It was just really, really different. And um, like I wouldn't say like the I don't know if it was the players or the coaches, like still to this day, like one of my best friends, she actually went to Louisville and then she transferred to Wisconsin. So she was playing like Angel McCartney. She used to play against UConn. So me and I was like in the same boat. We're like, we used to winning all the time. Then we get to Wisconsin mm-hmm. and we're losing all the time. So she, me and her used to like have like conversations after every game. Like what's happening? Like what is going on? And we like, is it the players? Is it us? Is it the coaches? Like we don't know. It's just like different. Like, I mean, Wisconsin can only get certain amount of like good players like you can't get all of the top like UConn can um so that part was just like different and then I just had to change my mindset like I just had to go into every game not thinking about what the outcome will be but what what how many points am I going to get how many rebounds am I going to get like I had to make an effort that I get a double double every time and and then it got to the point where it's like okay you how many points you have to get 20 points like you have to get 20 and 10 every game and then it'd be like okay let's increase it like this game let's try to get like 24 points let's see if you could do it so then I had to play a mind game with myself like you got to get 24 and 10 this game like you have to mm-hmm. you cannot end this game without getting 24 and 10 and then and then I'm not like oh we lost but I'd be like I got my 24 and 10 I got 24 and 10 how, how different was the culture from UConn or Wisconsin? Um, it was a lot different. Like the work ethic was different. Um, as far as like the players, like you said, like you we lose a game at UConn, everybody on the team is depressed, and we go to practice, and it's like, don't laugh, don't joke. Like this is serious. Like we just lost yeah. the game, but like it was constant. You lose a game, it's like, oh okay, whatever. <laughs> the next game and I'm just like no like you can't be laughing about that like y'all should be mad like am I not yeah. the only one that's mad about that so yeah, it was just sure. like different the workout style was different some things that I felt was really hard at UConn when I got to Wisconsin I'm like this is not hard at all like but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that but I'm just like are they not pushing us hard enough because they don't think we could do it or like this is how yeah. it is over here. Like yeah, I guess this word, is how right? it is. <laughs> <laughs> different than standard. Yeah, it's a different standard definitely because it's standard. Yeah, definitely. So I'm kind of like, oh. uh, how was that transition? You know, getting new teammates, trying to fit in with them. You know, uh, a whole new world. Um, that was kind of hard because, like I said, my sister wasn't there yet. I was just there. I was there before her. So if she had a came in. With me, like if we was going together now, I was like, okay, cool. Like it doesn't matter. I don't have to really have friends. Like I got my sister. So um that first summer when I got there, I'm not gonna lie, I went home every weekend. Like if we had practice Monday through Thursday and I didn't have class on Friday, I was out Thursday after class. Like they weren't talking to me, you wasn't gonna catch me because I'm like, I'm at home. But then it got to the point where, like, okay, like the season is starting, I can't go home every weekend. So then I was like, okay, Michaela, you have to actually make a conscious effort of like making friends and getting to know your teammates. And then, um, <laughs> like I said, my one teammate who played at Louisville and transferred to Wisconsin, 
Like we went to dinner one day and then we just talked for like hours. And then um, we was just talking about like our experiences. Cause like I said, Louisville was like up there with like UConn. She had top players on her team. So then I was able to connect with her because I was just like, it's a different world here. Like, I don't understand how like the standard is so low, but they want us to win. Like, I'm not used to playing down. Like, I'm used to playing up. So she had to, like, help me transition. And if it wasn't for her, I probably would have been like, yes, sis, I don't know about this. I got to leave Wisconsin because this game is too low for me. (laughs) That's that's good you were able to to find, you know, your your happy space at Wisconsin, even though it wasn't winning every game. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) But I was... Happily mentally, because I was just like, because you were scoring, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I'm scoring, so I'm happy. I'm like, finally. <laughs> so, so it was like, finally, I'm scoring again. Everything's going right. Then you tear your ACL again. Yes. Like, right? I'm starting, I'm right? scoring. I'm playing with my sister at this point. I'm like, yes, yeah, like, finally, like, everything is going good. And then um, I just never forget. It was just like, like we were in Miami. And I was in, we was in the hotel and I was rooming with my sister and I was just telling her like, something just don't feel right today. She was like, what you mean? I was like, I don't know. Like, I just got this like like, eerie feeling, like something just doesn't feel right. And then I was like, it's hot in the gym. It's hot in this hotel, but nobody else was hot. I was the only one that was hot. I'm like, something is just not right. Like something is in the air. And so then like the game gets going we in Miami, the game is going, and, like, the first time out, I'm looking to my sister, like, girl, something is wrong. Like, I know it. I feel it in my bones. And the next thing you know, we go back, and it probably was, like, after the timeout, a couple minutes later, and I just, like, going, I fast break. I got the ball. I'm finna jump stop, pass to my sister, and I just fall to the ground. Like, just Dang. fall forward. And then I just, like, I was just standing there, and she was like, get up, get up. And I was like, I can't get up. And she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I tore my ACL. Like, I knew off rip. I'm like, I tore my ACL. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, I know. Like, I already know. I did it three times already. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) By this time, it's the third time. So I'm like, girl, I know when I tore my ACL. Like, you can't tell me I didn't tear it. Sure enough, the next day, we go get an MRI. And they're like, yep, she tore it. I was like, I told you. Like, I just knew it was just something that day just didn't feel right. If it was up to me, I would have been like, hey, coach, I don't want to play today. Like, that's yeah. what I would have said. Like, I don't want to play today. Something is up. I don't think I should play. Like, that's what I, if I could have went back and told her that, I would have said that's that. That's crazy, man. But I, oh, think yeah. this a, I think this was a dope conversation, man. We'll, so I got a three, three-pronged three question, unless you guys got anything else you want to ask. I just, uh, there, you might be following up with this question, but, you know, with the new rule in effect, what advice can you give, like, you know, student athletes that's uh, thinking about transferring you know, what steps they may want to take and what to consider. Now we're talking um, advice for um, the guys or the girls? Anybody. I'm telling you, if I was a guy, I'd be like, shoot, do that one and done. Go ahead and transfer. <laughs> you need to play. If you're trying to go to the league, then you need to go ahead and go. But yeah. um, no, nah, I think like, honestly, at the end of the day, I think um, I think it's important to really get your education. Because, like, you need something to fall back on when you don't have sports anymore. Because when you don't have, like, football, basketball, soccer, whatever sport they play or you play, like, it's not going to be a forever thing. For some people, it is. And sometimes, you know, 
depending on how their cars are laid out, it works for everybody. Unfortunately for me, it wasn't like that. So like, I was really thankful that um, I did sit out that year um, because I was still on track to still graduate on time. And then with me still uh, tearing my ACL at Wisconsin, I had already entered into a master's program and my master's program was two years. So with me um, sitting out from a transfer, then I had a um, uh, injury, like I can't even remember what it was called, but I ended up having to like write a letter to the NCAA uh, or in, yeah. 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 To like help to ask them to give me another year. And like that helped me because I was able to get my master's at Wisconsin. So I got my bachelor's and master's there. And I was like, I I still like I don't want to have to like leave partway through my master's and then have to worry about having to pay and come back and figure out how am I going to be able to finish school and now I got to pay out of pocket. So like that benefited me. So I would just say to anybody like focus on your education, still graduate on time. If even if you not like you off track a little bit, take that year off, like do what you got to do, stick it out, grind it out. And then it'll all work out in the end. It's crazy. Like just the whole, uh, like navigating your way through from high school and then especially with injury, but then going to college. It's something else, man. Just hearing you talk about everything, you know, being uh, far from home and then close to home. It's a journey. You know what I mean? You've been on a journey for sure. Yeah, for real. It's been on a, it's, it's a long journey, I will say. Then, <laughs> like I said, I taught this fourth time. My dad said, I think it's time to stop. Right. I think it's time to <laughs> yeah, stop. It's time to stop, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I think it was a dope combo. You know, Michaela talked a lot about, you know, the one transfer rule, you know, her her progress and, you know, from UConn to Wisconsin and then, you know, talking about overcoming injury. It was a lot, you know, a lot being discussed today. So I think, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a good episode for a lot of the viewers. So I think that'll be good, man. But go ahead and make sure y'all follow Michaela on IG. Get her right. <laughs> she follow had me same, right down there. <laughs> she had her for like 10 years. Hey, what's, <laughs> what, at UConn, that's when I had my, um, made my Instagram. I haven't changed since. I know. So, <laughs> Same I, I don't number even, and everything. I don't even think Michaela follow us. So. Oh, uh, I do follow y'all. What's up? Oh, right. I, 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 I made sure. I made sure I follow y'all. Sure go ahead and hit that follow button there too, <laughs> and um, we'll see y'all next time with the next episode. Hey, we appreciate Bye, you for coming hey. on. Yeah, thank no you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate, appreciate you, great. Jay. Next Bye. Time.